Good morning, good morning, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time that you're listening to this. Again, this is James Green, certified love coach, certified emotional intelligence coach, as well as uh, cognitive behavioral therapist. You have to excuse me, I haven't done one of these in a couple of days, and I promise I'm going to get better with it. But, you know, life happens. You know, we all get busy with things. Um, At the time of this recording, it's just starting to be November. We're about to go into daylight savings time, so a lot of things going on. We just finished Halloween. You know, the holidays are coming up, Thanksgiving, Christmas. It's going to be a pretty hectic time of year. So what I wanted to do now is I want to start a series, and I want to do this series about things you can do to strengthen your relationship. Now, if you're single and you're listening to this, it doesn't mean that you have to turn it off. I mean, a lot of these tips, a lot of these tricks, hints, what have you, could help you in your next relationship, or maybe help you figure out what went wrong in your last relationship and can possibly strengthen the relationship that you go into. So, what I wanted to do today is I want to talk about the verbiage or the saying about your mate needs to be your best friend. Now, that tends to be a little cliche, and I get that, but I believe it. I believe that's true. You're The person that you're with should be your best friend. Now, does that mean that you guys get along all the time, 24-7? No, absolutely not. I don't know anyone who has a regular best friend, whether it's of the same sex or a different sex, and they get along all the time. You're going to have disagreements. You're going to have arguments. I mean, best friends don't see eye to eye on everything, but in the end of it, in the thick of it, they remember that they have each other's backs. They support one another. They help each other in their endeavors, and they give them that push when they need it. Uh, They give them advice. They're a shoulder to lean on, an ear to listen, uh, all of those things. So why wouldn't you want your significant other to be the same? So, you know, like guys, I know, we always think that wives are nags and um, ball and chain or, you know, whatever other cliches you want to throw out there. But in actuality, this should not be. Because when you start thinking of your significant other, your wife, or whatever, as someone who nags, someone who's just, you know, pulling you by the the bootstraps to do things, always making you do stuff you don't want to do, won't let you hang out, all this kind of stuff, that's when your dynamic shifts to from best friend to worst enemy, really. And then you kind of question, why did I even you know, be with you in the first place. Why am I, or someone else asks you, well, why are you with her if you're not happy? Why are you stay with her if she's constantly nagging you or, you know, you two aren't getting along or whatever. So those seeds start getting planted. You know, why am I with this person? You know, what made me want to stay with this person? And same thing with you women. You know, why would you want to be with a guy that you feel is holding you down, that you feel is keeping you from reaching your full potential that is only around you because maybe you guys have a child together or maybe you're nice to them and you give and you give and they just take and take so why would you stay in a relationship like that do you have best friends that do that to you you know are your best friends all givers and they never give back are they takers and they never give back to you if that's the case they're truly not your best friend they're just someone who wants to use you and you're in denial So let's put that out there.
but we need to think more of our significant others our girlfriend boyfriend whatever stage of a relationship you're in you either need to feel like that that person is your best friend or you need to feel like you're cultivating that friendship into a best friendship because you need that in a relationship you need to know that whoever you're with has your back no matter what you really do because in relationships we all have these issues we all have problems I love my wife to death and I do feel like she's my best friend. I feel like I finally found my best friend in life. Does that mean that we get along all the time? Absolutely not. Of course we have difference of opinions. Of course we have little arguments. You know, of course we don't see eye to eye on everything, but that doesn't mean that we don't make up and we're not good again. You know, you can't let those little things tear you apart. If you're mad, talk it out or give yourself some space or whatever works for you guys and if one of you prefers space for a little while and the other one doesn't there has to be a compromise there you can't just expect someone to talk things through immediately if that's not how they're built some people are wired differently some people need that time away from the situation to really think about it to break it down to figure out what went wrong or what was said or what could be done differently and really think about their actions and the actions of the, their significant other before they can come and reconvene and talk about it. Now, if you're with someone who needs space and you guys never talk about anything, then that's a problem. So no, I don't recommend that you just let it go without any type of resolution, any type of, you know, resolvement on that. But I do feel that if you have someone that enjoys space, needs their space to, to, they need time to miss you basically. And yes, I'm using a lot of cliches in this one, but a lot of them ring true today. Some people do need time to miss their significant, significant other. And I know a lot of women and a lot of men are very clingy. And a lot of times being clingy like that just means that you're scared of being alone or you're tired of being hurt so you found someone who's good to you so you just want to hold on to them you don't want them to go too far um, stray too far away from you because they may find someone else that is holding on to someone out of fear and it's not healthy at all for either one of you so if you are listening to this and you are a person who is clingy and just constantly wants to be up under someone just all the time stop please stop that because even though you think it's cute right now, and even though your significant other or your boyfriend, your girlfriend, whatever, may not be saying anything, eventually that gets old. Eventually they're going to want a little bit of space away from you. Eventually they're going to want some time away just to, to breathe, to do something else, to have an activity, you know, without you. And when that time comes, if you don't give them that space, that time, then chances are they're just going to force themselves out of your life or force themselves out of the picture for a while because they just need time. And that's just usually how it goes. But that's something for another segment. Maybe we can get into that later. But again, back to being a best friend. So you guys talk a little bit more. Talk about your likes. Talk about your interests. If you guys have goals, even if they're separate from each other, Build each other up, you know, help each other. My wife and I both have goals. We want to build businesses. We want to 
be able to be um, independent away from having to work a nine to five type of job. We want to be able to work for ourselves. And my wife is a doula, or she's studying to be a doula. And she does essential oils. Um, she's used to be a massage therapist, so she knows the massage therapy part of things. She loves dealing with pregnant women. She loves educating them. She loves supporting them. She loves being there for them. And I think it's a fantastic goal. So I am her biggest cheerleader in this endeavor. I mean, you know, I make sure that she's got business cards. I want to make sure that she has um, things to advertise her business. I ask her, you know, have you seen any pregnant women today? If you did, did you approach them? Did you talk to them? Just to get used to it. And like I said, remember best friends, sometimes they have to push you in the right direction from time to time when you get a little stagnant or get stuck. And she does the same thing to me. You know, as you know, I am a coach and, you know, I, I love talking to people about relationships and about personal development. That's why I really shine. That's something that just brings out the best in me when I'm helping someone, a single person or even a couple learn to love each other and learn to love themselves most importantly. And she knows this. So when she talks to somebody and she realizes that they have any type of relationship issue or any type of personal development issue, she'll bring my name up. You know, she'll hand them a card. She'll tell me about them. You know, she'll arrange a meeting, whatever she has to do. So I feel like my wife is my biggest cheerleader just as much as I am hers. And that's a great feeling to know that you're in a relationship with someone that is willing to make sure that you strive for greatness. You don't want to be with someone who is constantly pulling you down and berating you and just bringing you down just so that way they can feel superior or so or so, or so you feel like you can't get anyone else. You know, it makes you feel low, makes you feel like, well, this is as good as it's going to get. So I might as well just stay with that person. No one needs to stay in a relationship for that reason. And I'm probably pissing a lot of people off by saying these things because a lot of people live their lives that way. But you know what? That's fine. You don't have to like what I'm saying. You don't even have to listen to what I'm saying. But for those people that want to do better, for those people that want to achieve a more healthy relationship, for those people who want to love themselves better, want to love themselves more efficiently so that way they can love their significant other better, then you should listen. You should zero in. If any of this stuff applies to you, you should really work on it. If you need help, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I say that in every podcast. I am here for you guys. My email address is loveyoukate. That is my brand. It's L-O-V-E-U-C-A-T-E at gmail.com. See, getting better at spelling it. Again, that's L-O-V-E-U-C-A-T-E at gmail.com. Again, loveyoukate. It's just a mesh up of education and love. So I like to educate people about how to love themselves, educate people on how to love one another better, uh, more efficiently, more effectively. That sort of thing. That why, that's why I picked Love You, Kate. I even have a clothing line out now. It's very small in the fledgling stages, but it's located on Inktail. That's I-N-K-T-A-L-E dot com. And again, backslash Love You, Kate. So you see my branding pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you want to purchase a shirt with my brand on it, um, I am going to get some motivational phrases and things on there too. I have shirts and tote bags and 
all kinds of stuff on there. So if you're interested on that, why not go pick you up something? They're pretty modestly priced. I'm not trying to hit people over the head with a bunch of money. And yes, this is a shameless plug, but hey, you know, if I don't put it out there, you won't know it's there, right? So again, my name is James Green. I am a certified love and emotional intelligence coach. I'm also a certified cognitive behavioral therapist. We're going to talk more about this. You know, I'm going to dig deeper into uh, the friendship portion of your relationship. I'm also going to talk more about um, having each other's backs, especially when relationships get difficult. Uh, when one person does something wrong, instead of constantly blaming them and just making them live in shame to work through it. Or if you think it's just something too unbearable to live with them, then leave them alone. Allow them to work through it by themselves if need be. So we're going to go through a lot of these things. And I think the next segment is going to be about placing blame and some ways to keep from placing blame on one another or placing blame on yourself. You don't need to be a martyr in every situation. That's, you know, that's not cool either. You know, to make yourself a martyr, to make yourself a scapegoat. No, you don't want to do that either. So it's all about self-integrity and it's all about self-respect in that sense. So we're going to talk more about that in the next segment. If you have questions, comments, concerns, please reach out to me. Um, even if it's negative, you know, even if you say, hey, your podcast could be so much better if you did X, Y, Z. I'm always open for constructive criticism. I have a very thick skin. It doesn't matter to me if you have something good to say or something bad to say. Obviously, everyone loves praise. Everyone loves positive reinforcement. That's always the way to go. However, if you have something negative to say, if you don't like the sound of my voice, if you don't like the topics, if you don't like something else, I don't care. I mean, if you want to send it, that's perfectly fine. I'm not going to send you a whole bunch of hate mail back. I'm not going to do that. I'm you know, bigger than that. You know, I'm striving for a goal. I'm not trying to, this really isn't to gain a huge following. I don't do this to, you know, have a bunch of fans at my doorstep or, you know, have people rave about me. I do this to help people. That's my primary concern is to help you guys. So if there's a topic, if there's something that you want me to speak on, if you if there's something that you would like me to advise you on, typically coaches don't give advice. That's really not what life coaches do. But because I also have a, uh, a certification in cognitive behavioral therapy, I lean on that when it comes to advising people about things. So I use those in special circumstances. If you're in a relationship or if you're single and you like advice on something, if you want to know how to find that perfect person or how to keep that perfect person. You know, I'm here for you. I can help you. But time is money. Time is money. I will say that. I'm so accustomed to giving things away for free. This podcast is 100% free. Wherever this podcast is offered to you, you can pick it up, listen to it whenever you want, and it doesn't cost you a dime. I give all kinds of helpful tips and hints and tricks on this whenever I can. And that's 100% free to you. Um, I would never charge you for this podcast. I do this because I love talking to people about themselves and about each other to try to help them through things. So this is free. I'm not asking you for money for this. But if you want a session, if you want a couple's uh, coaching, if you want a single's coaching, if you want to talk about 
uh, personal development, if you want to talk about relationships, if you want to go and talk about the dating scene, any of that, those things, we can talk about it. And again, I'm not going to hit you over the head with, oh, that's going to be $1,000 an hour because you know what? I'm worth it. And I'm not saying that I'm not worth it, but we all have struggles. We all have bills we have to pay. I don't expect you guys to have $100 million. If you do, that's wonderful. But I'm not going to try to charge you like you do. A lot of coaches are big about that. Oh, well, you know, I have five certifications and I have studied this and I've done this, so I'm worth $600 an hour. Well, that could be the case. And that may be, you know, well warranted. But who can afford $600 an hour to talk to somebody? Not even regular um, psychiatrists, psychologists, and counselors uh, charge that much, typically. So no, I'm not going to hit you over the head like that. My prices are very modest. Um, I do have a sliding scale, so you don't have to worry about things like that. My primary concern is to help you. Obviously, I want to be able to pay bills myself. I want to be able to uh, get paid for my time, my energy, my effort, but that doesn't supersede me trying to help you. So I wanted to get all of that out there because I don't think I've talked about that before. So if you email me and say, hey, you know, my girlfriend and I or my boyfriend and I, my husband and I, my wife and I, whatever the case may be, or just me, I want to have a session. Well, we can do that over the phone. We can do that in person if you're in the Rock Hill area, Charlotte area, or um, we can do it through any type of video conferencing. If you like to Skype, if you like to, um, I don't have an Apple phone, so I don't do FaceTime, but, you know, we could work it out is all I'm saying. So you don't have to be local to me to have a session. You know, we can work all of those those details out if uh, you're uh, invested in it. So anyway, I'm going to close this here. I want you to really think about the whole best friend thing and ask yourself, is your significant other your best friend? Um, if you're single, ask yourself, what sort of qualities am I looking for in a best friend? Or, you know... What do, why am I best friends with this person? You know, ask yourself that. Even write it down. It's always very um, helpful to write things down. You can see it, you know, you can compose things, you can read it again. It it really kind of helps. It's it's very therapeutic to do that. So kind of write down some, some qualities in your best friend that you that you like, that you find endearing, that help motivate you, that help strengthen you. And what do you think you bring to the table as a best friend? What do you do for your best friend that helps them, that drives them, that keeps them around? So it's important to write those things down so that way you know when you come across um, a man or woman and you're talking to them, you can keep those in the back of your head or even show them to them if you're bold like that. Say, hey, you know, I'm not just looking for... Uh, a relationship. I'm looking for a best friend because, you know, friendship is the, the foundation of any relationship. And you can show them the list. You know, here are some of the things I'm looking for. You know, do you bring those things to the table? And by the same token, here are the things that I have to bring to the table. Far too few people really talk about their relationship do's and don'ts. Of course, people have their pet peeve questions. What are your pet peeves? What are the things that bother you? And then people say things like, I really hate it when people sneeze and they don't cover their mouth. Or I hate it when people bite their fingernails. Or, you know, some of the random things. But 
people really don't talk about, you know, I hate it when I'm with someone and they don't, uh, they don't, not validate, but they don't support me in my dreams and my aspirations. I don't like being with someone who doesn't encourage me to do my very best. I don't like to be with someone who doesn't give as much as I give, you know, if we're in a live-in situation. I don't like someone who's a slob and just refuses to clean up or, you know, if you're a person with children. I don't like someone who does not want to make an effort to be with my children or to have a relationship with them. You know, obviously you're not trying to replace their uh, parents or their, you know, their mother or father would have you, or maybe you are. I don't know your situation. But it's very important to at least have some type of relationship with that child or those children. So, you know, talk about those things. Talk about some of the things that are important. Because if all you talk about is, I hate someone who wears the color pink, or, you know, I don't like someone who gets mad when they drive, or, you know, all that little small stuff, and you don't really tackle the relationship part of things, then how are they supposed to know? Like I said in a prior podcast, we all grew up differently. We all had uh, different childhoods. Some of us had two parents in the household. Some of us had one. That's another huge one. I'll get into that later too. But, you know, some of us were raised with two parents. Some of us were raised with multiple parents. You know, sometimes the mother gets remarried or the father gets remarried or so whatever. So there are other people involved. Some of us are raised by grandparents, by aunts, by uncles, by cousins. Some of us were in orphanages, you know, in foster homes. Some of us jumped from house to house. And some of us, as soon as we were old enough, took care of ourselves and didn't have anyone around. You know, so everyone comes from all different walks of life. And because of that, they learn to love differently. Some people don't know how to love. Truly, they don't know how to love. And they never thought about it. They never knew that. Some people think that the way that they love is the best way in the world and everyone should, should love the same way, which couldn't be farther from the truth because love is such a diverse word and such a diverse feeling. You know, we all get triggered different ways into love and uh, loving your child is completely different from loving your significant other, obviously. People overuse the word love. You're not technically supposed to say you love apple pie because it's an inanimate object. You're not supposed to love an inanimate object. You could say, I really like apple pie. I, you know, I really like the taste of apple pie. I really like the smell of it. But people feel like, you know, like is not strong enough of a word. So let's just overuse the word love. And because we overuse it so much, it's lost some of its meaning for people. So if you've ever been in a relationship or you've ever tried to be in one where um, you say, you know what, I really love you. And the person kind of looks at you surprised and say, oh, I love you too. Well, we all know they probably don't really. They're probably not even there yet. But they said it because they felt like they had to, not because it was the moment to say it back. And that's a problem because if someone says it back and the person you're saying it to really and truly believes that if you say that you love someone, that you mean it, then they're just head over heels at that point. Oh, they love me back, and this is going to be so great, and they start planning a future with you. Whereas you said it just to shut them up. Oh, yeah, I love you too. Now let's move on to whatever it is we were doing. 
Or, you know, yeah, I love you too, so I can get in your pants. That's a big one. I'll get into that one in another podcast because I there's not enough time. So, I've kind of rambled on a bit. And if you've listened to, I think, my intro and maybe my second podcast, I warned you, I tend to ramble on a bit. I tend to go kind of down the rabbit hole, if you will. But... It's still on the topic of relationships, so I'm not too far off what I wanted to talk about. And it is talking about being a best friend still in some way, shape, or form. So, I said like, what, five minutes ago I was going to stop this, but I just got on a roll. As I told you, I love talking about relationships. I love it. Love talking about how people can strengthen their relationships. Am I an, a 100% expert? Absolutely not. I always, there's always more to learn about relationships, about life in general. So I don't feel like anyone can be an expert in anything. I really don't. Because there's always something new to learn. There's always something new that can be taken away from a conversation, from an experience. So I don't think anyone is an expert in anything. And I mean, again, people may get mad about that, but oh well. So no, I'm not an expert in love. I'm not an expert in relationships. When you put that title in front of yourself and people expect you to know everything about everything and you're setting yourself up for failure when you do that. So am I an expert in relationships? Absolutely not. Am I a person who deeply cares about other people and deeply desires to see them succeed and to see them have healthy relationships? And to see them have a healthy relationship with themselves? Absolutely. I will sign on to that one. Yes, I am a person, I am a coach who deeply cares about the healthy and emotional well-being of anybody listening to this podcast. So, again, I'm going to try to close this out without going off on another tangent. So I am James Green, certified love and emotional intelligence coach, certified cognitive behavioral therapist. We talked about best friends today. Uh, The next time I do a podcast, which hopefully will be soon because I promise I'm going to get better with this, uh, I will pick up a little bit more about the best friend thing and then we're going to move on to some other things. We're going to move on to blame because that's a big one in a relationship and it's a big one when you're single. So... I hope everyone has a wonderful day, night, again, whatever time it is. Enjoy daylight savings time if you're listening to this around this time. Get that extra hour of sleep in. And I will talk to you guys later.